Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to be your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help you find and live your truest selves by connecting you with people that I believe live on their own terms. Each week, I sit down with guests that are all designed to show you that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, and it means something completely different to every single one of us. Scenes of Beauty is a relatively new platform, so I wanted to ask you all a little favour. My aim is to reach as many people as possible with my weekly episodes, and the only way that I can do that is with your help. So if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, please hit the subscribe button, share with friends and follow me on Instagram. It really helps with growing the podcast, which in turn helps me to get bigger guests and share their stories even further. It's a bit of a big moment for Scenes of Beauty this week and we are definitely back with the bang. One of the original digital voices in beauty, Estée Lalonde, has been creating videos on YouTube and sharing her life for over a decade. Known for her love of all things beauty and ability to show all sides of herself in a really honest way, Estée has built an enormous online following from opening up and not being scared to show her vulnerable sides. She also addresses the struggles she has with mental health and shows it in a really organic and authentic way. What I love about Estée is that she is who she is. No apologies, no exceptions, just her true, authentic self. Scenes of Beauty was born with a desire to just celebrate who we are and I'm really passionate about having guests on the podcast that stay true to themselves. Estée has a unique ability to do this but also to remain so humble and relatable throughout her growth. I mentioned it a few times in the episode, but her energy and aura is super electric, something that I found really inspiring, and I hope you do too. Here's her version of beauty. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, Estee. Hello. Thank Hi. you for having me. <laughs> Welcome to the Scenes of Beauty podcast. Um, and thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I'm excited. Who knows where this conversation could go? 
who knows they all tend to like go off in spurts in one way or another so i am interested to see what happens in the next hour or so amazing and we're doing this very early on a monday morning and that's exactly what i wanted to do this with you because it's when i'm the most pure you know what i mean <laughs> yeah pure is a pure is a great word and that's kind of what i hope for on my ambitions so let's start from the beginning if we can and even pre youtube days because you're obviously canadian uh you came when you were 19 to the uk but kind of can we go back into your childhood and what that was like because i think in the uk we have this perception of we see things on a movie and we just think you get on a yellow school bus and then you go to school and everyone (laughs) their own clothes and then sandwiches and a paper bag like what what, that's so but it it is what because we I know what you mean I know exactly what you mean yeah I mean it was it's funny for me because when I grew up I always saw like movies set in England and I was like oh my god everybody's like wearing like cloaks and is going to Hogwarts and like you know everything is so different there and so I had the opposite thing but I know what you're talking about because I had the same thing in reverse. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like that. Honestly, if I look back to it, I did go to school in a yellow school bus. So I got on a school bus every day. And um, I, when I was a kid, I could just walk to school. We, we lived really close to my school and my brother and I used to walk to school together, which looking back is just so sweet. Like my mom used to say, okay, guys have a good day. And like me and my brother would go, out the door and walk to school by ourselves like Canada and it was a different time but Canada you know it does have a different feeling to it and um then as I got older I started to take the yellow school bus and went to high school and I went to a high school where there was a uniform so it was it was a Catholic school I'm not Catholic but I ended up going to a Catholic school and so I had like a little um, kilt and, you know, polo neck. So I, I had a uniform, which I actually liked. I loved having a uniform because it kind of makes you, everybody's on even playing field, you know, every, I think people became friends that maybe wouldn't necessarily be friends if you had like all of those societal pressures of like what you're wearing and, oh, that person's wearing this, and that, you know? So I think, I honestly do think uniforms are a good thing. Um, and honestly, I wish I could wear a uniform now because I am <laughs> currently in my pajamas, but that's what I'm most comfortable in. Um, but I loved wearing a uniform. So that's a little bit about like my school. Um, and what else is there? Whereabouts in Canada did you grow up? So I grew up in a place called Waterloo, Ontario, and it's about an hour outside of Toronto in Canada. Um, and my family is still there. So yeah, that's where I grew up. My brother still lives there. He lives like five minutes away from my mom. Yeah. Well, actually he just moved. He lives about 20 minutes from my mom now. So I'm the odd one out when I moved to the UK. I think um, it was a big, it wasn't a shock per se, but it was a big change for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard you talk about the move to the UK and, and kind of at that age at, at 19, you kind of just do things maybe not on a whim but looking back they they are probably on a whim yeah is that kind of how that happens so true I think I was excited I was young it was like an opportunity that I felt like the universe 
put in front of me. And I've always been kind of intuitive and a little bit spiritual in that sense that I thought I knew it was an opportunity. Like I knew that if I said no to this, it felt like a real fork in the road situation. Like the universe was like, do you want to do this? Or do you want to do that? So I felt like, oh, I'm just going to be brave and do it. But it wasn't like it would be now in my 30s. Like I'm moving 20 minutes away from where I currently am. And it took me months to decide to move even 20 minutes away because I'm like, my lifestyle is going to change. And like, I'm leaving my friends. And it, it was different then though, because I felt when I was 19, I, I was just still trying to figure out who I was in like a really intense way. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who I am, but then it was like, oh my God, it was all consuming. And I didn't really have a purpose at that time. So it wasn't as um, stressful, I would say. It was more just like, ooh, scary, excited, like going on a roller coaster. And now like even moving 20 minutes away, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> do you think like, do you think when you do something big like that or you push yourself into a situation or you just take a chance do you think you then open up doors for yourself moving forward i.e like you have a bit more self-belief or like confidence in things that things aren't as scary as what you initially thought they were definitely and sometimes things are as scary as you initially thought they were like I feel as if I am taking chances every single day like I'm exhausted I feel almost like since I moved to the UK it's been that way just throughout my career and even my maybe not my personal life so much but sometimes my personal life like I just feel like I'm always pushing but not in a way that's like um worrying you know I just I just want to take take it a little extra step if I can you know because I'm I'm kind of obsessed with moving forward I don't know I I'm I have issues of being present because I'm always like what's next what's next what's next um but yeah you definitely gain a lot of self-confidence and like even in the beginning when I first started YouTube and blogging like going on a train to London to go to an event with people I didn't know oh my god I was like I was freaking out for days about that. Like that was the scariest thing in the world to me. And now it's like, I go to like five events a week and I, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's amazing what you can achieve. It's honestly, it's just practice. It's practicing getting out of your comfort zone. I feel like I'm pretty good in most situations now, even if I don't know what the situations are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing, um, I'm not really into meditation because my mind just like, it doesn't stop. It's like a bit like what you were saying then about pushing and constantly thinking about the next thing. And in it, it says, um, say yes at every possible opportunity, because I translate that as in, that's like the universe telling you that there's something there when you take that opportunity. So it's just interesting. Yeah. What you said. It is. I think one thing though, is I was saying yes to everything and I got, really tired and I had a lot of burnout so now I think I choose wisely about which opportunities I take and I think that comes with a lot of like time and experience and knowing yourself a little bit more and growing up a little bit more because I definitely say no to a lot now and I think it's like I I went through a phase of saying yes but I went to this phase of saying no to everything and now I'm like trying to just do yeah, find a middle ground you know a bit of both yeah um 
just going back to when you said, you know, you're always pushing for the next thing. Where do you think that comes from? Like, where have you always been like that? Or I feel, because I've been thinking about this a lot, (laughs) (laughs) that it probably came from my mom. Um, in, In one way, she's very critical. Like, she's hypercritical. My mom is... I don't want to say you can't please her because you can, and she's my best friend and I love her, but she's always been very empowering to me. You know, she's a single mom and I'm just forever in awe of like what she was able to do with my brother and I. And even now, like she's my everything. Like I just, I've, I just, I can't explain how much I love my mom. I'm going to cry. <laughs> You're making me a little bit emotional. I just respect her so much. I'm sorry. I'm so, I told you I'm here in the morning. I respect her so much. And like, I genuinely hope I can be like half the mother to my kids. Like I just adore her anyway. Um, sorry. Um, she was, she always made me feel like I could do stuff, you know, like she just, she always gave me this like, idea of like even if you fail it's okay but just try and I failed so much I've failed oh my god I mean the world has seen me fail in relationships and you know work projects and friendships but and I honestly I've failed so much it's actually becoming a bit of a joke but (laughs) it's normal like it's it's normal so I think she made me um, be less afraid of failure, you know? And I think when you aren't so afraid to fail, you're more willing to try things. And I'm actually like getting a little too good at failing. Like I'm, I'm so good where it's like, as as soon as things even start to fail, I'm like, okay, let's cut this off and pivot. Let's do something else. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, probably my mom. I, I was actually my next, Thing was going to move on to the relationship with your with your mum because I've heard you talk about her a lot and I find yeah. I'm like I'm low-key obsessed with my mom like I hear myself at parties being like oh my mom does this and it's like no one else is talking about their mom I need to stop <laughs> talking about my mom I think that's a really good thing though because I think you know our childhood and our upbringing and our relationship with our parents is actually a massive part of who we are and who we become and it's the first person that teaches us things and it's you know often our parents show us give us our intuition and our uh, first knowledge and that kind of stuff so what what because you talk about kind of the journey of the relationship with your mum but what was it like when you were younger versus what it's like now because every every daughter has has issues yeah. challenges with oh their mom. we definitely did not always get along like this I mean when I was like I would say 11 to teen or 16 Mm -hmm. honestly it was like I I didn't I genuinely hated her like I honestly (laughs) did as a because you're a teenager and you don't understand anything but I honestly hated her guts I thought everything she did, did was wrong annoying I thought I could do everything better than her um I just didn't like her (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure she didn't like me. She didn't like me. I know she didn't like me because I was an annoying bratty teenager who thought I knew everything there was to know about the world, you know? So I think after, and you're right, every teenage girl kind of goes through something like that. I'm really glad that we managed to like mend our relationship. And, you know, I 
think there can still be so much growth. And like, even as I get older, I'm like, it's amazing how much our relationship has grown and can grow. Um, but, you know, we still fight. Like we were in Mexico last Christmas and we had a huge fight, huge fight. And, you know, we just eventually talked through it. But I think being so distant from my mom and only being able to like speak on the phone and stuff most of the time, like it's actually helped our relationship a lot. Like I feel as if we know each other in a really different way now. It's actually probably the best thing that's ever happened for us. Yeah. And it's um, it's such a fulfilling moment where you have challenges and then you get to a place where you actually are yeah. fine. Because you, you have to think about it, like they take things from us as well, especially when we get into like mid to late 20s, early 30s and, and older, we're adults and we have our own opinions and our life experience has been completely different to theirs, purely because of generational yes so it kind of becomes this really cool two-way street doesn't it well yeah I mean you know my mom you know she's from a different generation and like communication is just different you know you don't like really sit down and like talk about your feelings when we had this huge fight in Mexico I was like mom like just let's sit down and talk about this she was like no I don't want to talk about this let's move on (laughs) and I was like no like let's talk about you know we were both like crying and stuff because it's hard like communicating is so hard yeah I hate communicating (laughs) why can't everyone just know what we're all thinking but um (laughs) yeah you're so right you just you do kind of start to teach them maybe like different ways of doing things and yeah it's um it's kind of cool yeah it is it's really cool it is it's cool Shall we move on to beauty and talking about beauty? Because I'd love to know, obviously you create a lot of content around beauty, which we'll kind of move into, but I'd love to know kind of your, have you always been beauty obsessed or interested in beauty and what were kind of, I know your first, or maybe wasn't your first moment, you talk about the lipstick moment a lot. Um, Yeah. Did you have moments prior to that? Yes, I had moments prior to that, which no one really ever asked me about. I was not super into makeup and beauty. Honestly, mm-hmm. I my brother was like my best friend growing up. I hung out with all of his friends. We were like skateboarding and chilling, you know? That was just, I wasn't a beauty girl. I wasn't like a girly, that was not me. And then when I got into high school, I still wasn't really wearing any makeup. But I started getting into like face masks and stuff like that. And that was fun for me. I, I did enjoy that because I've always loved being at home. I love being at home and being comfy. But then in high school, there was, of course, like those popular girls who had like tons and tons of makeup on. And I remember being in the bathroom once and they were getting out their makeup bags. And I was like, oh my God, like this makeup bag is so cool. Like what is in here? And um, she pulled out all of this like MAC cosmetics makeup, of course, like the iconic black packaging. And it was like, I remember it so vividly. It was a cream foundation with a sponge. And she was just piling it on. But I was like, God, she's gorgeous. Um, And, you know, just like mascara and blush. And she brought the whole kit and caboodle to school with her and would like redo it at lunch, like literally reapply the full face at lunch. And I remember being like, I need that in my life. And I went to like Mac and stuff, but I just like didn't even know where to start. But I remember I did get like a powder. Um, And then that was kind of it like I wasn't super into it I did like go into my emo phase so I started wearing like black eyeliner like applied very badly 
<laughs> but I've always been pretty natural, honestly, with my makeup. And then, yeah, when I moved to the UK, obviously, I had no friends, I had no hobbies, I had no job yet, I had no life. And I was like, I need something to spruce up my mood. Like, okay, people say lipstick makes them feel better. So I Googled, Googled like best lipsticks to get at Mac, because first of all, Mac is a Canadian company. And second of all, it just reminded me of home because I was familiar with Mac. Yeah. Like boots was a scary place for me back then. I was like, what is all this British makeup? Like, I don't know how to explain it. And um, I didn't even make it to the Mac store because I was like looking at all these blogs of like different people being like, you should get this lipstick and this lipstick. And everybody was doing swatches and pictures in it. And I was like, who are these girls? Like, they're so cool. I want to be one of them. And then, um, yeah, shortly after I started my blog. Yeah. And so what did you have a moment where you were like watching these videos and you were like, this is cool or I connect with this or this. And it's interesting you say, I I love asking the question of like where people connect with beauty. And this is where it gets really interesting because people answer in such different ways. You know, I've had people on who have connected with skincare through breaking up with a boyfriend or um, dealing with anxiety by applying makeup or, and it's so interesting that you found that moment when you were in a new town, a new country, uh, everything was new. And that was, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it seems like that was the thing that was kind of the glue that was holding it together. Definitely, It's, it's fascinating really. Yeah, I became quite like fixated on it. And it did help me through all of those like anxious feelings, depressed feelings, homesick feelings, loneliness, because I was like, well, I've got something to think about. And I can I was researching it. I was like very into researching. And, you know, I became really connected because I started reading the comments on the, the blogs and people like knew each other. And, you know, I was obviously trying to make friends because I had no friends and my mom was like, you should go on Facebook and join a Canadian, Canadians abroad group. And I was like, no, I am not doing that. So when I saw that these people were like becoming friends, I thought like, maybe they'll be my friend. Like it's sad actually looking back on it, but that's why I started to get connected. And I thought like, okay, well maybe if I get a lipstick that maybe none of them have ever used before like they might think that that's cool and we can like strike up a conversation and yeah I, that is pretty much what happened and I became you know I don't know if I was more into the makeup or the connection of the people but it doesn't really matter because I like them both yeah yeah it's interesting and it's interesting what you say about like never really being a quote-unquote beauty girl because I think a lot of people <clears throat> that are beauty creators, you know, there are the artistries and the MUAs who are fascinated and obsessed with colour and product yeah. and formula. But then the majority of the beauty community just want this sense of like self-love. And like, for me in beauty, the sisterhood and the womanhood that I've experienced from it is mind blowing. And I guess that's quite similar to you in terms of community and building a community. Yeah, completely. And I think like yesterday, for instance, I was like kind of depressed. I'm like going through a bit of a rough time right now. Don't worry about it. Um, but I put on my brow gel and like I put on some concealer. And, and honestly, I had like a thought to myself. I mean, how much better I can feel just by doing this little thing. And I, I don't think it's the physical. It's not the way I look because 
I'm fine with being on the internet in my pajamas and stuff. It's more like, I think taking the time to just like do something for yourself. It's like, it realigns you somehow. And you're right. It's like when I meet people and I see their lip gloss and I'm like, is that the Fenty bomb gloss or whatever? And they're like, oh my God, yes, it is. You instantly like you get each other in a way or like if you notice someone's perfume and you're like, oh my God, that's Glossier you. They're like, oh my God, you like Glossier. You know, it's, it's just a, it's almost like a shorthand to connect with people. Yeah, it is. It's, it's fascinating. I just love it. And I think that's the part of beauty that I'm obsessed with the, the bonding and the coming together, because no matter who you are or how much you love beauty, there's always something to talk about Mm -hmm. on that in terms of, building community so you started blogging and then you started vlogging um and it kind of just grew from there yeah it grew from there I mean I think a little bit of it was like right place right time um it was a different time and I always say like the thought of starting all of that now it's scary because it is so saturated. I'm not saying it's not possible. It hundred percent is. And like, there's a space for everyone, but it's, it was different then. I don't want to say it was easier because it was just different. Like it was so new. And I remember like people that I would work with or something. If I told them I had a YouTube channel, they were like, what? That's so weird. You know? And there was a lot of judgment about it. It's hard to imagine now, but there really was. Um, people used to make fun of me and like think it was weird and you know um it did just kind of grow naturally and then because I made friends through everything we all just kind of helped support each other to the top in a way because you know collaboration is the best thing ever and that's kind of what happened and now I mean it's been 12 years Mm mm-hmm yeah grandma's getting old (laughs) no not at all um I want to talk about your personality and how that comes through because I yeah I think it's really fun but just before we get into that when you said you know people didn't get it in the first instance a lot of people at that point would have been like oh other people aren't getting this I'm gonna stop like I'm making a fool of myself like whatever what what was it that kept, I guess it was maybe it was that thing that we talked about earlier about keep pushing through but what mm. was it that kind of kept you going yeah you're so right like I watched people quit not quit because like they I don't know why they quit I think for different reasons maybe somebody some people wanted more stability maybe some people thought oh this is it hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
a real career or maybe they just didn't like it they couldn't deal with the scrutiny like it's a lot it's a lot but for me like I went to university I studied psychology I ended up not finishing that degree because I was like oh this isn't really for me like there was nothing else that I was interested in you know like this was probably the first thing in my life where I thought like oh I'm actually kind of good at this Mm -hmm. and I like it so quitting wasn't really an option for me I mean don't get me wrong I have fantasized about never sharing another moment of my life but then I'll take like three days off and I'm like oh my god I miss it like it's hard to explain I think sometimes things can get get really overwhelming like you know for instance like going through a very public breakup that can make you want to like quit and be like you know what I'm not doing this ever again and like I don't owe any of you anything but then you just realize like it's just a it's just like a really bad time you know and for the most part you know it's all support like I have when I meet people they're just regular awesome people and they get me you know it's how many people can say that they have like all these people in the world that just like get you I feel like sometimes they get me more than I get myself it's really cool and I think sometimes like I do just let the negative stuff get the best of me and I kind of get more guarded but in general I love it I absolutely love it I just think what would I be doing and and that so comes through and and you know I've I've watched your videos for a long time and followed you for a long time but I've been because prior to this I've been doing a bit more digging and I wrote something down that I think translates your content into words and why people connect with you so much and it was effortless realism like oh (laughs) I know that's so like fangirl but it's it's you're so normal like thank you so normal and I don't feel normal a lot of the time I'm guessing your life is not normal like for to a lot of people but I don't know I feel like I'm normal and I feel like some people aren't normal no it's not that I just think that some people are afraid of like being honest about stuff like you know sometimes I say to my friends like they're in relationships I'm like oh god like this is hard or something like that and they're like no it's not what are you talking about like I'm so in love everything's perfect it's like you're lying yeah yeah. you're lying to yourself like you know I don't know I just I I honestly think I'm too tired to be anybody else I'm just myself that's it I yeah have you ever ever had phases where you're like oh, I put that video out and it doesn't feel totally authentically aligned to me or have, because I think now social media is becoming more and more the overused word, but authentic. But back then there was a lot of filtering and a lot of pretend and a lot of flashism, I guess. I think like back then there was more of um, an expectation to be a bit more, polished in a way um because I don't know why that was but you I felt a bit more like I needed to be positive and this is what I'm doing and you know nobody wants to hear someone be negative and um we're just gonna you know what I mean like it was just more polished I'd be like and this is this lip gloss and uh, (laughs) I really like it you know and honestly I miss those days because it was definitely a simpler time. 
I don't think it was like fake necessarily. It was just like, imagine you were going to like a job interview. It's just like a better version of yourself. It's, it was a bit like that, mm. but um, I think it's good because we're going back to where it, it was originally, which was just realness. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm so glad for that because yeah, it's just better. Yeah. But then again, the stuff that's going on, the TikTok, I feel like an old person, but it's like, <laughs> it's not all authentic. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's, it's not. all, it's not never going to be fully authentic. Of course it's not because who is fully open in front of yeah. that many people? Like it's, it's yeah. not natural either. So I think there's a fine line for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, we said the word normal a second ago, which everybody's version of normal is completely different to them. And of like, course. some people like, like, I, I think when I first started the podcast, I was a bit angry at social media for being completely honest. I hated filters. I hated people who presented themselves as perfect. And now I'm very much of the stance. If that's what you like, and that's what you like to follow, then that's absolutely fine. Like it's fine. Um, yeah but it's social media is definitely an interesting space but yeah I think do you think your community has grown because of that level of realism and also your energy like we can't not talk about your energy it's just what energy (laughs) it's so infectious it's I mean you've sat here the whole time and just had the biggest grin on your face and and just yeah happiness oh that's so nice I mean I feel happy but I also feel like I, I, I'm so depressed as well. It's so interesting because it's like, I can have a conversation and be smiling and I am happy. And then like that same day I can be like in bed. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's so annoying, but I do think my community has like become stronger because of that, because I don't really like shy away from that sort of stuff, I guess. Um, and I think it is just, pretty I know normal it's like you know we can't say normal but Mm. it's pretty common to have ups and downs I think that that's it and um people always say that they think it's nice that I share like my mental health struggles and then like you know I can like do well with like you know my brand or something like that they say it's like kind of nice to see that you can have a like a multi-dimensional life and I think like my big message is always like just because you have like depression anxiety you know, you can live with it. And like, I'm all about just like doing what feels good for you in that moment. Like I've completely rescheduled my life. So now Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I'm in my office. Monday is like my passion project day. So Monday is like my day to do things like a podcast or like little things that I enjoy doing that I get life from. And then, um, Wednesday I'm just working from home so it's like I don't know I'm, I'm feeling like that's what I need right now I need to have like a passion project day so I think it's I do think people relate to the idea of like mm, switching things up and stuff to suit how you're feeling if that makes sense yeah I think it's I've been doing a bit of that lately I think it's doing what you feel and doing what you feel is right rather than doing what you think you should be doing I think doing yeah. what I think you should be doing a lot of the time is counterproductive to your mental state and to your actual levels of productivity as well. Like, yeah. I think it's a good way of working. It's true. And it's like, there are so many things that like, you feel like you should be doing. And like, I'm in my 
thirties and, you know, you just start, there's a lot of societal pressures and it's like, is that even what I want? And it's hard to even know what you actually want because there are so many outside factors, like telling you what you should want. And it's, it's really hard to be like sure about your self sometimes. So I definitely get that. Yeah. You mentioned there about, um, living a, a, a how did you say it a multi-dimensional life um there will be people listening and I'm sure that follow you and I get get your question get questions like this all the time but how have you managed to or you might not even feel like you are managing to be successful and still like have passion projects and start a brand and continue social media and then balance mental down days or down times like I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed when they they have a bad day or a bad afternoon or they start to feel anxious or whatever how do you start to level that out and I guess that's maybe been a journey over time yeah it's definitely been a journey over time I mean there are some days when I think to myself I cannot do this like Mm -hmm. I need to move to the countryside lock the door and never talk to another person ever again. Like I honestly do have days or weeks sometimes like that. I love working. Okay. This is just to be honest. I love it. Like I love it. Um, It's the only thing I really love. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I truly love it. I obviously love like Effie and my friends and stuff like that, but I really, it is a passion. And I think sometimes though, with what I do, like the admin and the, the, the non-creative parts of it can get you bogged down. And I think like, if I don't have those passion projects, I can't do the other stuff. So this like gives me energy, like talking to you gives me energy. I enjoy that. I don't really enjoy like reading through contracts for hours on end or like, you know, I don't like doing that stuff. So I have to balance it out to remind myself why I'm reading through the contract, you know? Sure. But yeah, like I don't really take very much time off. Like people think I'm always on vacation, but like I'm not, I'm even if I am, I'm working and you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's becoming more apparent to me that I need to reprioritize myself. Like, I'm not taking good care of myself right now. I'm, I'm eating really badly. I'm not working out. I'm not really very social right now. I'm, you know, I'm very stressed. I'm super anxious. I can feel it in myself. I'm not like stretching. I'm not doing things that like make me feel like myself, you know? So I feel like I have the work stuff figured out, but it's like my personal life. I need to kind of figure out what I even like doing, but it's like, to your point, how do you find the time to do that? Like I woke up this morning at five forty-five. like, yeah, I, that's how I fit it in. And like, that's, that's just, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't have the answers. I'm afraid. No. And I, and I hear that. And I think it is, everybody is totally different, but, um, yeah, it is. It's a tricky one. It's, and it's hard. I think there's so much pressure on self-love at the minute to like, 
journal every day and breathe yeah. and I got stuck into it a little bit and it and I was like oh my god I'm not I haven't journaled for two days like am I a bad person and it was like, <laughs> yeah oh, I stopped it all like I stopped it I know a little bit when I feel I need to like it's it and is crazy. you've actually hit the nail on the head of why I started my brand mirror water mm-hmm. which this isn't even like a promo because I'm so bad at promoting my own stuff but that is why I started that that brand because I feel like there's so much guilt driven self-care and I just wanted to create a brand that like gets that you might own a journal but that doesn't mean you're writing in it every day and that's okay like it's okay not to do everything every single day and every single week and every single month even and like it's okay to like fall off the bandwagon for a little bit and like try to get back on the horse like that's self-care to me like I don't think I call it realistic relaxation. Like, I don't think it's realistic to expect someone to journal every day. If you do love that for you, honestly, love that for you. But like, for me, that's just not realistic. And I think part of the problem with me, and I know it's like other people too, because I talk about it is setting yourself these completely unrealistic wellness goals that you can never keep Mm -hmm. up with. And then you're disappointed in yourself and you're left like flat. And like, I hate that. I don't want to do that anymore. It's like, it would be like going on a diet or something like that and only eating chicken soup for like three months. Like you're never going to be able to sustain that. So anyway. No, it is. It's about, yeah, being realistic and just going with the flow. Like life's for living and to be fun. Like if you want to eat pizza and drink wine and yeah I'm all for it you know like it's I'm all for it it's a balance but like so right now I'm I'm not balanced I'm too far in the other I'm on the other side yeah I can get that um so mirror water um yes. firstly well done because it's it's really great I love the ethos of it I love the products I haven't tried the oil the serum yet but I love the exfoliator I love exfoliating Oh my God. I will send you the body oil. It's our best seller. It is so good. Yeah. Uh, I love I'm it. not just serum <laughs> I can't wait to try it. But I know. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, I've, I've, you've spoken loads about how and why you started it, but just what was that initial? Cause I think you said you've always wanted to start a brand. I've always wanted to like start something. I did not think it was going to be a brand. I've always loved the idea of it, but I didn't think it was going to be a brand. But like I kind of mentioned earlier, like I did feel like the market was lacking something that understood that realistic relaxation. And um, it's something that I'm most passionate about. I mean, my brother always used to say to me as a teenager, like you need to start a business where you can just like nap all day. <laughs> like that's all you do is like nap and chill. Um, unfortunately, I always <laughs> say I'm like the most stressed out person that owns a relaxation brand. But anyways, um, yeah, I just, once I really formed the idea in my mind, it was like a snowball effect. Like I couldn't stop. Like there was no stopping it. And I just knew I just knew and I'm so proud of it I'm honestly so proud of it I you just say that you have the biggest smile on your face oh. right now. you're like so excited I love it <laughs> well you know it's like 
I think this is the first time I've ever put my all into something, probably since I started making YouTube videos back then. And obviously I've done things here and there, but nothing has really been like, like this is like my world, you know? And I, when I sat down to do it, I remember saying to myself, like, SJ, don't half-ass this. Like, if you're going to do this, you've got one chance and you've got to do it well. So do not mess this up. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's like a lot of pressure, but also I feel like I needed to have that chat with myself because I didn't, I didn't want to give myself an out and be like, oh, well, you tried and it didn't do well. It's like, no, try, like genuinely try. And that is so scary to admit to yourself, like, this is my all, this is my everything. This is the best I can do. And if it fails, it means it wasn't good enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's scary. It's scary. But I just felt like I either had to be all in or not do it at all. And during the pandemic, like I had a bit more time, obviously, and I just thought, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, sometimes I genuinely have, like, talks with myself. Like, are you doing this? Like, are you doing this? It's like when you look in the mirror and you're like, you got this. Affirmation. You know? <laughs> it's a bit like that. Um, but I honestly am so proud and I'm so happy that it's resonated with people. And, like, I love the community we've built over there. Obviously, like, a lot of the people are, you know, followers of mine and they get me and stuff. But we're starting to get people who don't watch me and don't know who I am and, and still resonate with the ethos of the brand. And that is awesome to me. And we're launching in a retailer soon. Stay tuned. In okay, December. Exclusive. <gasps> yes. <laughs> um, I was going to try and speculate, but I went. <laughs> you can try, but I can't say anything. That's okay. <laughs> it's better than you think. I'll say that. It's better than you think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't say anything. No, I won't. I've got ideas. Anyway. <laughs> um, but no, we'll look out for that. And I think what you were saying there about people resonating, I think from, from working in brand, I think I've worked for a few different brands and it's so important, especially now, that authentic piece. And you talked about being pure at the very beginning of this conversation. And I think one word that would describe mirror water very well is is the purity of it because it even the aesthetic and the creative and the the wording on the website and how you talk about product is it feels so pure and raw so thank you I mean I have to give a shout out to everyone on my team because it's not all me I mean everything goes through and I'm like a bit over the top with like every I approve everything I look at everything like I'm you know, and I think I've really stepped into the role, like, obviously, I'm the founder, but I'm also, like, the director of the company, and I've, um, I've realized, like, my strong suit isn't copywriting, you know, but I like to hire people that I know are, like, perfect for the job, and I like to work with them, and, you know, it's just, it's become, it's been a really exciting, like, project for me because I'm doing something different and I've been doing the same job for about 12 years now so it's been a challenge in so many ways but it's also just I don't know like reignited something in me and made me feel you know like wow I'm actually learning a lot and it's it's fun like I can't wait to get to work because it's just Mm -hmm. like and don't get me wrong it is stressful and it's difficult but like I wake up naturally at 5 30 to come do my work like I I love it it's actually a bit sick no no and that's so good to hear and it, it it again it just translates through to the end brand for me anyway when a founder or the team are so 
emotionally connected and invested in something that they're doing every day it makes such a difference in the end product yeah Um, yeah definitely are you you talked about being perfect are you a perfectionist to like a hundred percent or are you like a it's no I mean like I mentioned earlier in the podcast I fail and mess up all the time um I'm not a perfectionist at all I think sometimes I'm like pretty obsessed with the fine details but in general like my philosophy is get it out there do the best you can and get it out there and we can amend it later but like try your best but just know that things might need to be fixed um if you don't put it out there it's never going to get out there you're never going to have it perfect if I look at what I launched you know last year I launched like the website for instance if I look back to it now I'm like oh my god what a mess that was you know yeah yeah but it just it's okay it's it's about evolving and it's about being flexible and um just being okay to change things you know I mean even yesterday like we put up a picture and the wrong person was tagged in the picture I'm like oh god I think I wrote on slack I was like excellent can someone fix that (laughs) like you have to just be like okay well what can you do yeah and is that where you have the word chillerpreneur in your (laughs) yeah Yeah. that where that comes in (laughs) I I, I feel like I'm doing like you know I have so many things I'm doing my YouTube I'm doing my like Instagram I'm attempting very badly to do TikTok I have Daisy jewelry um which I'm a huge part of and then I have mirror water and I just feel like it looks like I'm doing a lot but I'm actually like a chillpreneur I'm like mostly chilling but also like doing a bunch of stuff. And I think, you know, you almost, I feel like I have to have the energy of like being a bit relaxed with or, or else it would stress me out way too much. Mm-hmm. And is that something that's come over time or? Yeah, it's something that's come over time. And also I really value my, my downtime, you know, like I obviously love it. I started a brand about people's downtime and like relaxing time, but like I value taking my dog for a walk in the forest like I love that stuff so if I can't let my work stuff go I can't enjoy my time with my dog or my friends or anything like that which is like that is what life is about so you know as hard as it is you do have to learn to like let things you know die at the end of the day a little bit and pick it back up on the Monday you know and I'm not saying I'm doing this every day because sometimes I have a bad day and I'll be at dinner and I'll be like, Oh my God. And then they said they were going to like do this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes it happens, but um, yeah. 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 Okay. So the final question that I ask everyone on the show is what is your version of beauty? My version of beauty changes all the time. Honestly, it's like dependent on the day. Like, sometimes I feel the most popping when I'm like all glammed up. I've got my lip liner on my gloss, my highlighter, you know, I literally love it. And then some days I just feel so great. Just like no bra, tank top, big underwear. Like, you know what I mean? I just, sometimes I love that. So as much as like, I say, like, try to go with the flow. It's like, I try to go with the flow of like beauty as well, because if I felt like every single day I needed to do my hair and makeup and da 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 that would be too rigid for me. That would be too stressful. So I think like for me, it's just about learning to see yourself in a beautiful way 
in all forms that you might take. Now, there are some times when I look at myself with no makeup and no hair and I'm like, girl, do something about that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I think it can change. And I love being inspired. Like sometimes I like go out and I'll see a girl wearing something and I'm like, oh God, you look so cool in that. Like, I'm going to try to do that. And I love being inspired by other people as well. Yeah. So hope that answers your question. No, it does. And I love it. I think and you're so right. You know, it's so sometimes beauty is just an on the day thing. Like it's, what do I want to do today? Do I want to do skincare? And it is those small moments of, like you said, just putting a face mask on can make you feel completely different. Yeah, you did five minutes. Definitely. You know? So I completely, yeah, to what you just said. But thank Amazing. you. <laughs> thank you. And thanks so much for coming on because it's, it's been a really, really cool and interesting conversation. Thank you so much. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the episodes. I'm addicted to podcasts, so yeah. I'm excited. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. 